Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following content is not suitable for children. George, are you impatient? A little bit. Do you ever get angry, like road rage or anything like that? I've been known to in the past. (laughs) I'm reformed. I'm trying to change my ways. Well, today we're going to talk about hot temperament and what to do about it. Sounds good. Welcome to Foreplay Radio, Couples and Sex Therapy. I'm Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fallon, your couples therapist. And we are passionate about talking about sex and helping you develop a way to talk to each other. Our mission is to help our audience develop a healthier relationship to sex that integrates the mind, the heart, and the body. For a great personal lubricant, please check out uberlube.com. And use the coupon foreplay to support us at the podcast. Thanks. George, we had a review that we want to talk about. All right. And I'm going to read it. And first of all, it was a five-star review. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. But we also wanted to kind of talk about the content of it. And the title of it is Two Men. This is not just for women. Thank you. Actually, we are slightly more male-dominated in terms of our listenership. So we knew that. So I'm going to read it. Love this podcast so much. It's not just about sex, as the name would imply. It's actually mostly about human connection and communication in relationships. As a pursuer, still think withdrawers are more problematic, laugh out loud. But I'm understanding the other side a lot more, and it's improved my relationship. Fantastic. One thing, however, sometimes I feel like George dominates or seems slightly annoyed that Lori is too giggly or lighthearted when the topic is serious, but I don't mind that much because I want to learn. He could ease up a bit though. All (laughs) right. What do you think? That's uh, you know, there's a little ouch when you hear it, but it's, it's, I I think we both really welcome feedback Mm -hmm. and flexibility to feedback and change is what's, you know, what's behind resilience. So I think there's some truth I think a lot of my teaching over the years has been trying to get more focused, trying to get cleaner sound bites right to the heart of something. Yes. And I think with success, there also comes costs, mm-hmm. right? So when things are off focus a bit, my brain gets a little like, all right, let's get it back to the focus, right? So mm-hmm. I think that impatience is a good sign of kind of what happens when I get too too much tunnel vision mm. on what I want to get across and not seeing the bigger picture about maybe what that impact is like. Well, I think, you know, we've talked about this before that sometimes I do seem to be not following on track and I think not following you as well as you follow me. And I have been listening to myself because I do part of the editing and I think you're absolutely right. I don't do that. I think I have a tiny bit of ADD, so sometimes it wanders off. And I think that, ironically, with my patients, I feel like I follow closer than I do you. But 
also, I just, um, just got to become one of your patients. <laughs> <laughs> you already are, George. You right. just didn't know that. <laughs> you know, and I also think you're really funny. So I probably am laughing at you a lot. Um, sometimes it, Sometimes when I'm editing, too, I, I like catch things that I didn't catch the first time around because you're so dry uh, that, I, that I laugh again. But I do think in terms of your teaching, you are a brilliant teacher. You are so targeted. And I think that that's your go-to mode. And probably on the podcast, my habit is a little bit more conversational. So that might be it. And I think that's really important contribution. Right, the conversation. If if I'm getting too focused on information and not the connection, the spirit of why we're doing what we're doing, right? You need that balance. You need that, and that's why I really welcome that feedback. In patience, it's it's when my brain is slipping into judgment and kind of what it wants, and it it kind of loses the importance of the connection. So, you know, I hope our listeners keep on giving us this feedback. Right? I mean, it's how we learn more about ourselves. That you know. That makes that us better. Patience is what I'm going to do as a dad and as a husband and as a friend, right? And the more that people could lovingly hold up the mirror and say, hey, you know, you, you're doing it again. Because most of the time, I don't even realize I'm doing it, <laughs> right? My body just, you know, it's what it needs. And I, and I think it also has been exacerbated by what's happening with COVID. Yes. You know, we're all locked away. And I mean, I think the impatient meter is increasing for all of us. These days never end. <laughs> and, you know, as far as therapists, we've never been busier. So right. it's, and I think this will help us lead into some of the function of what that anger and patience is. But, you know, being intentional about trying to become more aware of it starts to give you some choice over it instead of it just doing its thing and not even realizing it's happening. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, that makes me feel warm all over that you're so open to this. I just, I think in terms of COVID as well, you and I have just not have very, very much time together that's casual. I mean, we saw each other a couple times in person up in New York, but since then it's all rush, 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 get the podcast done. We don't have that relaxed time maybe for a cup of coffee afterwards or something that we could get to know each other a little bit more and feel more comfortable. Ironically, we're having this really deep conversation, you know, and we, we don't even get to cut a coffee together. So. Yeah. Which is again, what feeds the intensity. Let's have a deep conversation around repair and, you know, then we're going to get into a deep conversation around something else. And there is really something to be said about, the need to not do that sometimes to be playful and conversational and, and to not always have a target and a focus and just try to be present. That is so true. So true. Well, let's talk about hot tempered men because this has come up in my conversation with EFTers around the United States, probably three times this week wow. with uh, men who they say, you know, I don't know what to do with this. Sometimes they are, sexually pursuing men that become very demanding, very angry that their partner is not responding to them, or just in general, you know, they become hot. So what do you think causes it when men lose their temper? What, what's, I'm not excusing it, but I do want to understand it. Right. Well, so much of what we're trying to do, it's about creating safety in relationships and anger when people don't feel safe to be themselves, 
right? It's Robin, it's that relationship of safety. Mm-hmm. So it really, I want to make sure we're drawing a line that when right, anger crosses a line towards abuse and control and domination, that's where it becomes super counterproductive. And you have to put safeguards in place to protect yourself and your family because we, we all deserve that as human beings. Absolutely. And we like to say here, how do you connect with the function of something before you try to fix it? So how do we get curious about what works about the anger? Mm-hmm. Clearly, a lot doesn't work about the line, anger. Mm-hmm. But I think in the short term, anger really provides some quick change, right? It tries to get people to listen, to kind of realize. So if we go back to my impatience, right? It's the anger starts to say, hey, listen, you have something really important to say and you don't want to go off target. You kind of want to get what you, what you need or what you think is best. And when the person is not cooperating, that anger is trying to send a signal and kind of gets them to adjust. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it does cause people to adjust. So it allows you to kind of get your way. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of works in the short term. The problem is that what does it do in a long term? That often is what people who are angry don't see. Right. In the short term, they get through to their partner or to their friend or whomever because maybe there is something important, a need or something that needs to change. But in the long term, that strategy disintegrates or slowly disintegrates the relationship and the safety. Exactly. So we're starting in that short term that that a nice thing to think about is what would happen for the person who's angry if they didn't say anything at all. Mm. The fear is if I don't say anything, it's that fear of saying nothing that drives the anger. Mm -hmm. If I don't say anything, nothing's going to change. My needs are not going to be met. What I think is important won't be met. It's And there's a lot there vulnerable wise that often never gets expressed. So they just have to hold those feelings, do nothing, and it kind of just builds up inside their their sense of nothing's going to happen. I won't. My partner won't know what's going on for me. So they're holding all of this inside. Their first option is just to do nothing, which we can imagine how bad that feels inside, how frustrating that would be. You know, if you have something important that you need to tell your partner or something important in the relationship that needs to change, or something that you feel like, I just got to get it off my chest, to hold it inside can be enormously frustrating. Maybe adding to the anger and their sense of, I'm going to explode if I don't let this out. Right. If silence is hopelessness, nothing's going to change. Then the, the speaking is it's the hope that maybe something will change. Mm-hmm. So that's the immediate impulse. The anger is giving them hope. It's giving them power. A lot of people feel much better. Getting out of that place of silence into a place of speaking allows you to feel stronger about yourself. Mm -hmm. It gets you away from the bad feelings and you feel empowered and the person might listen. So it's doing a lot in the moment of kind of engaging. Mm-hmm. It's it's what happens after that that often is so insidious that people who are angry don't realize. Yes, for them, it feels good to get it out. You know, I, I deal with a lot of people who say, hey, I'm just angry in the short term. I get it out and then I'm over it. You know, I, I don't understand why my partner is always holding the grudge. I 
I do think, and I just want to say a word about the other person's perspective. Sometimes the angry person, as they get it out, it's like they're vomiting. They're vomiting out their feelings. And the other person is stuck there then with vomit all over them. And they got to get over that. They got to go take a shower and, and repair, you know, and feel better before they can reconnect. Exactly. Um, yeah, anger makes it all about you. And you mm-hmm. can't see the other person. Mm-hmm. And if you can't see the other person, it's not going to really strengthen the emotional bond. So let's talk about how to do it differently after break. Okay. Uberlube.com with the coupon foreplay is how you get 10% off Uberlube. And why I love it is it is long lasting. I was just talking to a patient this week about the way that they need to use this because, you know, they're struggling with dryness and it's just such a safe way to make sure that no matter what happens, if you feel anxious or whatever, you know, the lubrication is there, it's ready, it makes sex comfortable and more pleasurable. I I just think people need to use it no matter what. I mean, it's fun. Right. And we win on all fronts. So when both people become more comfortable using it, we have more to work with and play with. It's silicone. So it is non-allergic. It is a great product, beautiful packaging. We encourage you to buy it. And it is uberlube.com with the coupon foreplay for 10% off. And when you do this, you help support us on the podcast as well. So we are grateful. Thanks. And it makes a great stocking stuffer. It does. So, Lori, you know at times I can be a bit old school. Yeah. I was growing up with a bunch of men who didn't do any kind of trimming or cleaning. They just kind of just let it roll. Oh, no. So I think I've tried to get caught up with the modern times and, hey, when you notice all what women have to do to go through the groom and clean and make themselves wax, wax and all this stuff that seems quite painful, I figured the least I can do is, you know, give a little trim and freshen <laughs> up a bit. Oh, George. The problem is I used, you know, what I was using to shave my son's head and, you know, it, it didn't feel so good down here. So you, you totally need Manscapes electric trimmer because it is so safe and you need this. It's like the improved lawnmower is what they call it. 3.0. 3.0. Well, listen. Yeah. When you're going close to the family jewels, you better be safe and take your time. (laughs) Absolutely. And you can use this in the shower. It's like waterproof. There's like an LED light that you can see and they have this motor. I guess it goes for 90 minutes. I mean, I don't don't know anybody who's going to need it for 90 minutes, but definitely. um, I'm sold. Manscaped. Here I come. Okay. So our listeners, you know. They can get this for 20% off and free shipping if they go to manscaped.com and use the code foreplay. So if you want to come up to the modern era, gentlemen, I think it's a very good idea. G-Spot. Hey, man. Remember, we have many tools besides our penis. The tongue is a mighty weapon, and it's the only muscle that is attached on just one end. So I want to talk about what it's like to be on the receiving end okay. as the woman and, or potentially just witnessing your partner do this with your children, you know, and how it might feel to them. Okay. Because I, I think that what I hear from women is they see their partners as bullying, you know, using, I think it's, it's hard to imagine as, as a man potentially how volume 
and intensity can radiate off of their body and cause a woman who is smaller, weaker, you know, even if she's a fit woman, odds are she's going to be a lot less strong and how scary that can make you feel just physically. Even if your partner would never hit you or lay a hand on you or anything, that level of intensity can be really frightening. And especially if you come from a background where there was anger in your family of origin or, God forbid, you know, angry chaos, alcoholism, things that were out of control where it was unpredictable. If your partner gets really angry, I just think as a woman, you know, you can kind of shrink down, feel small. I think it's really important what you're sharing, that a lot of times as men, this is a privilege that we take for granted that we don't recognize, mm -hmm. that we've been encouraged to speak up thousands of times, that mm -hmm. there's there's just, like, I don't hesitate. I just think I, I, I know what I need to say, so I just say it. And oftentimes you don't realize how that lands mm -hmm. for somebody who is more hesitant, who kind of feels, can feel intimidated by that decisiveness because it, it's sending a message that what you're saying is more important than my experience. Mm -hmm. And I, or, or even than I am. Right. I mean, I because am. even that what you're saying, the angry person is more important than who I am. Right. Like that your choice to be that enraged hurts me on a level that is, it's invalidating of who I am even, especially I think, you know, if you see that done to your children and I mean, I have dealt with lots of angry men and to be fair, we will talk about angry women as well, which is no good either. So it's not just men that get angry. I recognize that, but I hear lots of women and I think the differential is the strength piece. It's so important what you're sharing that the problem with anger is it creates that tunnel vision where you, you know, in your heart, the intent is not bad, but the impact is really hard to see. Mm -hmm. And the impact, you start to go to a place where you feel like you're not important, yes. right? That if you can yes. feel so small and so scared and the person seems to be oblivious to it and they're fighting over something so technically really not a big deal, it's, it's having a horrific impact on you. Mm -hmm. And the worst thing isn't even that moment. It's like, when's a good time to talk about that moment? Because when things calm down, you're not going to want to bring that up. Nope. So there's really never a chance for you to get help in these spots where you need help the most. And I think that's a lot of times with people who are angry, never really get a chance to, to notice what their anger is actually causing in someone else. And it's never a good time for the person who received it to bring it up again, because you don't want to re-trigger that. You know, you just want to keep the peace. You're walking on eggshells. And I would say, because we're a sex podcast, I see this happen over the sexual relationship, where sometimes men just lose their mind and are so intense and so angry. And the problem is, is our connection with our partner is certainly emotional, but it's of the body. And when you have heard your partner, even a long time ago, be enraged, your body as a woman, I think, tunes into that as like a vibration. You know, I cannot hear the eroticism from my partner 
if I'm still remembering that vibe that came from them that was so intense and so angry. It's like, that's what I'm resonating to. That frequency, not the erotic frequency that he wants me to resonate to, but to the angry frequency. And I would say to men, look at, you know, if you say, but I haven't been angry in two years, it's like, dude, if your wife says, you know, I, I, I remember that. I, I just, you know, I still feel that. It's like you really have to repair that. And I do believe it can be repaired, but I know women's bodies and they just will not resonate to the erotic if they're scared. And that's the irony here. It's the woman being able to speak about the fear mm-hmm. and for the partner, the, the guy in this case, to take ownership for that. That's what creates safety. To say, yes. I know in my heart I wasn't meaning that, but I get that's how it landed for you. And I'm so sorry. I'm so glad you could speak to me about it, right? That's what allows the, the trauma or the anger to be discharged. Mm-hmm. And yet so often what happens is it actually, when you get feedback, it causes defensiveness. And then mm-hmm. the defensiveness turns to frustration and we're right back in the same feedback loop. Yes, yes. And that's why this is such a hard problem to resolve. And, you know, we obviously would encourage people, if you can't resolve past angry moments, get into therapy where there's a third party who can see both of you help you resolve that because essentially it's a trauma in the relationship. So maybe we should role play it, Lori, and let's see how Go, baby. How, how we could repair it. Okay. What do you so- want me to get angry at? <laughs> What do you want to get angry at? You probably you want have. You could, a, you could. You want to pretend we're a couple and yeah. um, get angry at the kids? Since you sure. were talking about that earlier. Sure. Let's do that. Yeah, because right, that's so, a good one. So imagine we're all in a kitchen and our son does something that triggers me. Okay. And I'm just going to kind of speak to my son. And okay, then so you, George is going to get angry. Brace all right. yourself. <laughs> all right. So this is. Not real George, all right? People give me, cut me some slack. <laughs> this is not the real George. <laughs> this is, all right. George so, is a loving father. The right? real I know George could tap kids. into <laughs> anger. Like, hopefully we all can to understand. So if if I'm playing a dad who's a bit overextended and tired and, and, you know, then sees his son, you know, get up from the table and leave his dish, for example, that might be a trigger oh, yeah. that could set this off. So yeah, anything, you know, even little things, little, something little like that. So imagine I'd say to my son, like, what's wrong with you? I mean, are you like clueless? Do you not see your plate there? You're not going to pick that up. Who do you think is going to have to pick that up? Hey, hey, I mean, what, what hey, are you thinking hey, about? Wait, 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 wait. I got it. I got it. I, I will talk. I will deal with him. Let it go. This is the problem. You always want to let it go and stick up for him instead of him taking responsibility. Nothing's going to change if mom always picks up for him every time. You've had a bad day. You're too hot. Let me deal with it. Whatever. Okay, that was totally mild, just for the record, George. I could have stopped you in a heartbeat. You want me to come on to you further? I can, if you like. Yes. All right. Good. Okay. Let's go. What's wrong with you? Don't you see you're part of the problem? I mean, not only does a kid not pick up over himself, but you're going to tell me to calm down instead of telling him to take care of what he needs to. This is the problem. You you just enable everything that's wrong with our kid. And then you want to kind of sit, talk, 
and put it on me. I mean, that's what's so crazy make me. And like, all I'm trying to do is get this kid to do the right thing. And, and you're making problems worse. You better look in a mirror. I get it. I get it. We will deal with this, but let's not deal with it right now at the table. The table is sacred. You, you, right. I will deal with it. I will deal with it. I don't you, have a lot of confidence in you, that. You are so easy to make not so angry. Well, thank I, you. I mean, I, <laughs> no, we, we have to have like an all out blowout so that we can see what, what a woman should do. Because I, I, you know, you're, you can be tamped down too easy. The, these men that I'm dealing with cannot be tamped down that easy. Well, there's also a, lose your a mind, big George. part I'm... of a lot of this men that don't want to lose their mind, right? So you keep giving them an exit. They're going to probably want to take the exit. Sure. Sure. Right? It's, it's, it's when you start to go back that it really starts to escalate. That's right. So That's right. You know, and I'm you're... not about to escalate when somebody is that escalated. Right. So that's why it's working. Mm-hmm. But there are times that, that there needs to be stronger magic. Well, why don't you tell me what the stronger magic is? You got to lose your mind at me. I've seen you lose your mind at, in class. Like you did a really good demo once. I was like, Whoa. <laughs> that was scary. Well, you want me to cross over a line? Yep. All right. And again, if the anger is not being responded to, it, it, it wants to feed. So my anger would want to say to you, you're, you're just an idiot. You don't listen to anybody. You just think you know what to do. And like, you can't even see the nose in front of your face. You're hurting our child. I mean, I don't know what, the, I don't even know what I'm doing here with somebody who's so clueless. I mean, do, do you like not even get yourself? I mean, I can't even believe who I'm married to. I mean, you're like a clown. You're like pretending to be somebody who like, you're not like, you're going to be all calm here. You know, you're not going to do shit. You're just, as soon as I leave, you're just going to, oh, poor little son and nothing's going to change. You're like such okay, George, a problem. George, yeah, no, George, George, not I don't want to hear your voice. Do you not understand? No one's listening to you. You have nothing important to say. Okay, we are done. Just shut up. Yeah, we're done. We are That's done. Right, we're done. Okay. We should be done. Okay. I'm now, I don't know why I'm with you. Why I'm don't you gonna, go, just go I'm gonna find walk someone out of the else? Room. I don't know why I'm in it. Good. Please, please. That's what you're good to, for anyway. That's right. This is all you do is walk away. You don't deal with anything. Nothing changes. You joke. Absolute joke. So I did actually walk away from George. And when things get like that, that's that was beautiful, George. You did a great job, man. <laughs> Where'd you grow up in Queens? Did you hear some of that crap? Hey, listen. <laughs> that was that was great. That was exactly what I wanted. But I do think you gotta remove yourself from that because it's it's so angry. It's so abusive. She's got to get out of the room. There's nothing you can say that's going to calm that. There is nothing that you can say. There is no comeback. So I think too, and this is what I say, and I don't know what you're going to think of this, George, but when that happens and let's say it's repetitive, um, I think that the woman has to leave for the night. You know, if she's got children, she's got to pack those kids up and go to a hotel for a night. If, if she feels like, the children would be at risk for his anger. She's got to get them out of the house, like leave for a little bit, go out, go all the way out into the neighborhood, you know, get away from this angry kind of person and then get your kids, go for the night. 
And then I would call and say, I'm safe. You cannot take your kids. It's not legal to take your kids and not tell your partner where they are, just for the record. But send a text and say, we're safe. Go to a hotel. And then, you know, you got to come back and say, that can't ever happen again. If it happens again, you're gone two nights. If it happens again, you're gone a week. And then you're, you know, then it's like, serious, serious conversation. Okay. So you cannot let your kids hear that. That's abusive to let your kids hear that. You cannot hear that. You can't, you got to get out. Now that's crazy. We train therapists all over the world that you got to interrupt that. Right. right? So taking space, this is a great example of where space is necessary. You got to create change. You have to be able to stand up and say that's that's not acceptable in a loving relationship that not only are you going to lose your shit and it's going to make everybody feel scared but there's no repair that's going to come afterwards nope so why would your body trust that it's not going to happen again right Right. that you need the person who loses it to be able to take responsibility for you to have hope that that change, it's it's going to come. It's it's not going to happen again. And it needs to be more than the honeymoon phase back, right? I'll I'll change. I'll never do that again. It's like they need to get into an anger management class. They need to be into individual therapy. They need to show demonstrable change, because that level of anger is unacceptable in relationship. Right. It's the sorry. Oftentimes, is a sorry because I don't like how I feel about myself afterwards. Sure. The sorry needs to be focused on my partner. What did I do to my partner? Mm-hmm. Do I get what my anger did? Mm-hmm. If, if, if the person who's been hurt really starts to feel that their partner's getting them, what was lost here? The ability to keep the focus on their partner. They couldn't do it with the anger. Mm-mm. If you're going to have hope that it's going to do differently, that's the missing ingredient. Can you keep your focus on the person you hurt. Right. And, you know, I feel for the angry person. It's dysregulating to be that angry. It's, you feel a lot of shame. You feel out of control. It's terrible. And we just want to say to you, if you are the angry partner, there is hope. You can get regulated. You can manage it. I will say I grew up in an angry household, a very angry household. And I made a commitment in my life that When I reached a certain level of anger where I was afraid I would explode, I would put a door between myself and my family. And I did that for years and managed a temper. And I I mean, I didn't lose my temper for like 20 years, literally 20 years, Mm -hmm. didn't lose my temper. And I grew up in a home where that was an everyday occurrence. Well, I appreciate you sharing. Yeah. And hopefully our listeners will feel less isolated because this happens in so many families. And we need to get better just talking about this stuff. Right. So stay safe. Thanks for listening. Keep it (laughs) semi-hot. Very excited, Lori. Uh, Upcoming couples retreat weekend. Great love, great sex. What an opportunity for couples to work on that sexual and emotional cycle. I know. I'm so excited we get to partner together to actually teach and share with couples. And we are going to start our enrollment for this basically in December. You can come to our website on foreplayradiosextherapy.com and there will be a page there about the Great Love, Great Sex Retreat. It's going to be on Friday on February 5th and we're really encouraging you to take the weekend away together to 
do this material with us. We're going to have interactive parts, talking about the emotional connection, the cycle, asking your partner questions. We'll have little breakouts. We're going to keep it fun, keep it hot. It's going to be a fast day. We'll start at 10 a.m. on Eastern Standard Time, February 5th. Great love, great sex. Find us on the website and sign up. We don't give many guarantees, but if you show up for this retreat, you will have conversations you've never had with your partner before. We have a little referral for those of you who are in the EFT world and who are therapists interested in attachment theory. One of our colleagues who is brilliant is Dr. Annabelle Bugatti, and she is publishing a book called Using Relentless Empathy in the Therapeutic Relationship. And this is also for lay people. So if you're interested on how using relentless empathy works in terms of healing you and healing your relationship, we really encourage you to go ahead and pre-order this book on Amazon. We'll put it on our website, but it's basically how the power of empathic responsiveness coupled with attachment science and interventions helps heal us. And we are excited and proud of Dr. Annabelle Bugatti and her new book, Relentless Empathy, and her contribution to the field. We're we're proud to represent her and to encourage you to go to Amazon and buy this book. Empathy is often the missing ingredient. It's the thing people are craving the most. And Annabelle Bugatti is an expert in helping partners learn how to provide that. Highly recommend it. Call in your questions to the 4Play question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-4PLAY. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by 4Play Media.